Today's episode is brought to you by Me Undies. Get 20% off your first order at MeUndies.com slash Gilbert. Our sponsor today is one of the premier independent labels in the world. DFA Records, based out of downtown New York City and co-founded by James Murphy of LCD Sound System. DFA Records is proud and excited to release the second album from Greek singer, songwriter, production guru, and all-around genius savant, Larry Gus. His new album is entitled, I Need New Eyes. This new album sees Larry Gus moving slowly out of his sample bass roots and now using clearer songwriting structures as his starting point. His lyrics stare intensely into obsessions, anxieties, and inadequacies, while the music he makes takes on vibrant, sunny, psychedelic pop, percussive, polyrhythmic drums, and multi-layered dense arrangements. Before many critics have compared Larry to everyone from Mad Lib to Caribou to Panda Bear, it is safe to say on this new album, Larry Gus has truly found a voice of his own. This fall, Larry will be on tour with the DFA alumni Yacht Inn. October and November, playing both East and West Coast, as well as a very special performance at the DFA Halloween Party at Palisades in Brooklyn, New York. Larry Gus's new album is available for sale in multiple formats, including limited pressings on blue vinyl, red vinyl, black vinyl, CD, and digital. DFA Records has been releasing music since 2001, including such iconic indie dance bands as LCD, Sound System, The Rapture, Yacht, Holy Ghost, Hot Chip, Factory Flaw, and The Juan McLean. Visit the DFA online store at store.dfarecords.com for more details and to order your copy today. And for 20% off your online order, use coupon code GILBERT at the DFA store.
this is Gilbert Gottfried, and this is Gilbert and Frank's Amazing Colossal Obsessions. I'm here with my co-host, Frank Santopadre. You know, before we start, Gil, I just yes. wanted to uh, extend our thanks to uh, a fan of ours who uh, sent us some swag and some for me and some for you. Did you see this, by the way? Spine Tingler, the William Castle story? Oh, yes. Well, really good. The, the Tingler, you well, know, is it, one of my it favorites. It contains special premiere footage of the Tingler. Oh. The Tingler premiere. These were made, and there's an Al Lewis documentary here called Al Lewis in the Flesh and Spine Tingler, the William Castle story. These were sent by our friend Jeffrey Schwartz, uh, who's a fan of the podcast, and I just yes. wanted to give him a shout-out because he sent us some good free stuff. Yo, yo, let's give him a <laughs> shout-out. <laughs> so thank you, Jeffrey. Yes, in the house. In the easy. Yeah, in the easy. <laughs> I love it when you work street. <laughs> this is great. Like I'm sitting here with Grandmaster Flash. Uh, okay, I'm going first here okay. this week. Now, I, I had the best of intentions this week. I, I, I recorded something off Turner Classic Movies, and I thought, this is a Gilbert Gottfried type of movie. Yes. We can talk about this one. In fact, it's come up on the show. Even, one of our podcast guests was even in it. Yeah. And that's Paul Williams. Oh. And I'll give you the cast. Three Batman villains, three different Batman villain actors were in this movie. Roddy McDowell, Uncle Milty, and Liberace. Oh, was, was this the, 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 the funeral? Yes, uh, the loved uh, one. The loved one. The loved and one. Rod Steiger. And Rod Steiger, right. And, and, and I remember Rod Steiger... Uh, he plays, I think his name is Joy Boy. Yes, and his mother movie. is Mrs. Joy Boy. Yes, yeah. and, and he goes, and she would always sing to me, Mama's little Joy Boy. Joy Boy likes pasta, you know, like, I forget, ginger? Lobster or something. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. she pulls live lobsters apart oh, with her teeth. Yeah. Oh, I mean, it's an yeah. over-the-top. I really, I had seen it as a kid, and I had fond memories of it, and I, re- I said, oh, the loved one. I have to record yeah. this. Jonathan Winters plays two parts. Like I said, Uncle Milty's yeah. in it, written by Terry Southern, who wrote Dr. Strangelove. How yeah, can you go wrong? Yeah, one of those you want to like. And it just doesn't work. Oh, wow. Now, maybe our listeners will disagree with me. I mean, the pacing is off. The direction is off. Robert Morris is the star, and he's playing yeah. a Brit, so right yes. away. Oh, yeah. And it almost sounds like <clears throat> his voice is dubbed. It's Ooh. very strange. I thought, how could this movie with, I mean, Dana Andrews turns up and James Coburn and everybody's in it. Mc, Roddy McDowell's funny as a as a corrupt movie yeah. executive, and it just kind of lies there. The yeah. pacing is off. It tries too hard. It's it's just it's it's falling all over itself to be dark and I, to be irreverent. I remember they used to show it on TV a lot. Yeah, and I but boy, that was the last time I saw it was I, so many years I, ago. It's the same thing that happened to me with Lord Love a Duck. I mean, and I know that some of our listeners are going to disagree. Uh, another Roddy McDowell thing, but just these are movies I remembered seeing when I was 16, 17. Oh, and it was so irreverent and the oh, loved yeah. one and that cast and Steiger. I'll watch Steiger in anything. And I sat there, and my wife walked in for five minutes, and she looked at it, and she said, this is terrible. <laughs> it, she was right. It just, with all that talent, it just wasn't holding together. So, uh, once again, I had to do uh, uh, a quick uh, bit of misdirection. Now, here's a black comedy that does work, and I know you're going to know this one, too. Uh, this is the Jefferson. Yes. it's a black comedy. <laughs> yeah. Watermelon Man with Godfrey Cambridge. No, the movie is... Uh, <laughs> I refuse to be sucked into your sick world. The movie is uh, Vincent, you'll guess this, Vincent Price, Joseph Cotton, 
It's made in the 70s. It's about a doctor who exacts revenge on a on a, a group of doctors that he thinks was, killed his oh, wife. Was, was, this wasn't Dr. Five. The abominable yeah, Dr. Five. Yeah, the abominable Dr. Five. Yeah. Uh, I'll tell you, this is one that I saw as a kid and that really does hold up. I mean, it's one of the strangest movies ever made. And uh, it's one of those movies that's scary but with a sense of humor. A complete sense of humor. Yeah. I mean, it's madcap. It's 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 camp. You know, but it's so sick. Yeah. And it's so dark. And you could see Vincent Price is having a fun time. I was doing research on it, and, and uh, according to the research, Price would laugh so much that his makeup would fall oh, off, yeah. and they had to keep redoing it and redoing it because it's so silly, but brilliant in its own way. Uh, if you haven't seen it, it's a black comedy. It's a British comedy uh, or a British horror film uh, from 71, I think. And Price is, uh, uh, how do I explain this? He's disfigured. Oh yeah, and his wife uh, 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 is is injured and dies on the uh, I guess in a car accident. Yeah, and is and dies on the operating table, and he holds the medical team, led by Joseph Cotton, yeah, responsible, and he sets out to uh, to do away with each one of them using the ten plagues of Egypt. Oh remember, yes, as yes, his, <laughs> his theme. Yeah. So one of them is killed by bats, and then Terry Thomas. Oh yes, is one of the yeah. doctors, and he shows up. With his 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 crazy assistant, uh, his, his a Volnavia, and they drain Terry Thomas's blood. I don't want to give the whole plot away. It is so off the wall. Scotland Yard is, of course, on his trail. Yeah, um, and it's it's hilarious in spots. I mean, it's it, 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 it the the deaths are so elaborate and so clever. Uh, it's a Samuel Arkoff picture, American International. Oh, yeah. I met him once. You met Samuel Z. Arkoff? Yes. I remember I was doing a TV show or movie or something, and there was going to be a break uh, that we'd had to wait around for. And out of nowhere, like the producer or director of the thing says to me, do you want anything? You want us to get you a book? And and I said that there was this new Samuel Arkoff book out, and and uh, they said, uh, not only can we get you the book, but we can drive you to his office and he'll autograph it. I for love you. this. Did you tell this on the show? I don't think uh, you no, did. No, no. So That's great. We went to a bookstore. They got me the book. They drove me to Samuel Arkoff's office. I love it. And. Uh, was he chomping on a big stove? Uh, yep, yep. <laughs> oh, he didn't disappoint. And, of course, I asked him about Lon Chaney Jr. working with him. Was it the Indestructible Man? What did he work uh, on with I, Lon Chaney Jr.? Oh, I forget which yeah. one it was, okay. but he, he had worked with him. On, okay. And I forget my director's name, like we'll say uh, Dan. And so I, I uh, say, oh, can, I, can you please autograph the book? And Samuel Larkoff writes in the book, uh, I don't know who you are, but Dan says you're okay, and that's fine with oh, I me. I love that. You still have that? <laughs> you have I, it sitting around somewhere yes, in the house? Yes, That's great. I still have it. I'll that's great. <laughs> I'll have to dig out my Hanna Barbera autograph. Oh I'll my show, God! I'll show yeah. that's when yeah. I when Sa- I worked. Sam Markov was one of those, just like William Castle. Yeah, he king of the Z's. It, yeah, yeah. It was garbage. He knew it, and he was damn happy. Oh, so there there was a movie Q that Sam Markov put out, and it had Michael Moriarty in it, 
And people actually liked Michael Moriarty's performance, mm-hmm. even though the movie was ridiculous. <laughs> I remember it. Yeah, it was the flying monster looked it's like, like Ghidra or something. Yeah, yeah, it looked like a, it was so obviously right. like a puppet on strings. And it lived on the it, it had a it had a nest on the oh, Chrysler building. Yes, it was completely <laughs> ridiculous. So um Roger Ebert said after he saw the movie uh, he said he he liked Michael Moriarty in it, and he said it's a great method performance in a total piece of dreck. Mm-hmm. And Samuel Arkoff proudly goes, "The dreck was my idea." <laughs> <laughs> That's wonderful. That's wonderful. Look up Samuel J. Uh, uh, Zyarkov if you if you guys don't know his stuff. Um, uh, somebody should make a documentary about him. Now that there's a castle documentary, um, but see uh, see uh, the abominable Doctor Fives. It's it's absolutely fascinating. Uh, it was directed by a guy. I'm not going to pronounce his name correctly. Robert Fuest or Robert Fuest R F U E S T who was an interesting guy who directed a lot of episodes of The Avengers. Remember The Avengers? Oh, yes. Patrick McNee. And he also worked with Peter Cook and Dudley Moore. So he, he came from comedy. Oh, yeah. And he had a great sense of humor. Like I said, the film's a horror film. It's a comedy. Uh, it, it works on a lot of different levels. It's, it's, it's very, very strange. And production design is great. Do you remember he's got this band? Oh, yes, of, yes. Of, of, of mechanical uh, musicians yeah. uh, called The... Uh, what are they called? Dr. Wizards Clockwork, Dr. Fives Clockwork Wizards. Um, a very, very strange film. And there was a sequel, uh, Dr. Fives Rises Again. Yes. And around the same time, they came out with Theater of Blood. A couple of years later, yeah. 73, Theater of Blood, where he played a disgruntled actor yeah. getting revenge on critics yes. who, had, uh, who had hurt his career. Um, but... I was again did deep research on this one. There was supposed to be a sequel called Fives Resurrectus that starred Forrest Ackerman. Oh, can you wow. wrap your mind around that? Wow, like as a poor man's Vincent Price. So uh, the sequel's not as good. Uh, Doctor Fives Rises Again, but it's fun. So I knew you'd know this one. Now Vincent Price, according to his daughter's book, who we get, we have to have her on the show. Oh, okay. Uh, Vincent Price's daughter said that Vincent Price, I guess he grew up in, like, New England or something, and he was uh, very anti-Semitic at growing up and, like, living there. And then when he went out to Hollywood, like, all all the people he dealt with were Jews, and it totally uh, changed his way of thinking, and he was... Good friends with Peter Lorre. I never knew that. I never knew that he was, that he, that he was an anti-Semite early yeah. in life. Yeah, and they said he became, like, very liberal-minded. Interesting. Bringing it back to the Jews. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's my jazz band. <laughs> Bringing it back to the Jews. <laughs> You know, Gil, when you look good, you feel great. Yes. It's a cliche, but it's true. Yes. Like when I walk in here and I see you, you greet me and I come off the elevator and you're wearing stolen bathrobe and slippers from the MGM Grand. Yeah, that's the way I look good. Yes. Yes. 
and and uh, underwear with stains that I can't identify. <laughs> well, you've come to the yeah. right place. Me Undies understands this, Gil, and that's why they've designed underwear that makes you look and feel fantastic. Me Undies is made from Modal. It's a fabric that's twice as soft as cotton. And that's twice as soft as whatever underwear you're wearing right now. Well, sometimes I just wrap myself in aluminum foil. So, <laughs> it, yeah, I, I run out of clean pairs. I've seen it. Yes. <laughs> it's not a sight for sore. Yeah. Uh, MeUndies has tons of colors and styles and the only place to get matching pairs for men and women. They even release a new design every month. Plus, we all know that paying for shipping sucks. So, me undies has removed that from the equation. All orders in the US and Canada ship for free. Me undies even has a money back guarantee. If you don't love your first pair, you get to keep it for free. You literally have nothing to lose. To sweeten the deal, Me Undies is offering you 20% off your first order at MeUndies.com slash Gilbert. That's our special offer just for our listeners. Make sure you go to MeUndies.com slash Gilbert to get 20% off your first order and so that they know we sent you. Oh, did I ever say my move? No, you might want to get to that at some some point. Okay. This, I'm going to be totally out of the ordinary here in that it's not an old film. Like, it doesn't go back to the 70s or even 80s. Wow. This one's in the 90s, I think 95. Scandal. It came out. And it, it was just on TV recently, and it reminded me how the movie always held my interest and always held. And that was the movie Smoke. Oh, gosh, I've never seen that. Yeah. William Hurt, uh, Forrest Whitaker. Is Harvey Keitel in it? Harvey Keitel. Yeah. And you know what nationality Harvey Uh huh. <laughs> Forrest Whitaker, by the way, Ashkenazi. <laughs> Little known fact. <laughs> you, you know who's Jewish? Yafit Kodo. And that's true. No kidding. Is he Yafit really? Yafit Kodo <laughs> is actually I love Yafit Kodo. Midnight Run. Who doesn't? <laughs> so, yeah. And, uh, yeah. And I, oh, I think Stocker Channing is in it. Okay, yeah. And it's one of these movies, uh, you know, a strange low-budget film, but... And and it's not like that much happens in it, but it takes place. Most of it centers around a smoke shop. Okay, that Harvey Keitel, the Jew, mm-hmm. uh, is running, and uh, uh, William Hurt is an author whose wife uh, had died, and he's still in mourning about that. And uh, Forrest Whitaker is like he owns like. A car garage, like in the middle of nowhere, and and all of a sudden, this uh, black kid shows up and is like, st- he's living with William Hurt, and, but stalking out Forrest Whitaker, and 
it's one of those movies that it's not like there's so much happening, mm-hmm. but it's just so great to see actors acting. Yeah, yeah. Well, and great actors, too. Yeah. I mean, all those people can do no wrong. And all of them, her. yeah, all of them have like a, uh, at least one good monologue. And, and you realize just the joy of watching, you know, fine actors act. Yeah, I like, well, I like the Altman movies for those reasons. Yeah. I mean, I like um, 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 Shortcuts, you know, is a movie like that with just a lot of performances. Yeah. Great performances. Or Nashville. And, and it's like, you know, it's those kind of movies where, like, I feel like acting students should watch them. Smoke. I've yeah. never seen it. Yeah. Wait, is Wayne Wang the director? Uh, yes, uh-huh. I think so. Okay. I think he's. I think it has more than one director. Okay, so it was almost like a like a not an ensemble film. What do they call that? Um, I'll think of the word. I mean, I, I the think the word I'm thinking of. So I've never seen it. It's good. Yeah, smoke. Yeah, yeah. I liked it. It always just held on to me. Okay, I think. That's quite a segue from smoke from what was it Quetzal Quetzal <laughs> Quetzal Cody Quetzal Cody. To, now to, was this in the same segment? Yes. That, boy, oh boy! Yeah. Doesn't I, it seem I, like we just did a forty-minute episode yes. of this? <laughs> I feel like we've done a miniseries. <laughs> so the movies this week are Smoke and I forgot mine, The Abominable Doctor <laughs> yes. Fives. Oh, that's that's how we mentioned Q. Yes, but I can't recommend the loved one. Yeah. <laughs> so this has been Gilbert and Frank's amazing colossal obsessions. Sessions.